Hello and welcome to the Over Under Chiefs, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your host, Knox McCoy. Join me as always. He has no idea how he tested positive for beaver tranquilizer, Pete. He's is. a season waterfall. We freaking knew it. I freaking Listen, knew it. So people said it on Twitter, and I was like, well, I'm not going to do it now because I'm an Enneagram 4. Like, that's my wing, you know? And I'm like, I'm not going to be told what I'm going to do. But it's just too good, and I feel like it would be disingenuous to, to swerve away from it just to not give people the benefit of having called it in advance. I mean, it's just – it was – the situation was absolutely made for you to use in that spot. So thank as, you, thank you, as, universe. Thank as you. As soon as I saw Beaver tranquilizer, I knew that something was going to happen. Can I be honest with you? I love the. I have no idea how Beaver tranquilizer stuff is in my body. I yeah. am. I'm shocked and dismayed, but I will do the work to find out who is at the root of this conflict. I really was, like that. And and then the argument like I tested fine in the month before and the month mm. after, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened that month. Well, like, maybe you used it and then it wore off. Like you didn't use it, then you used it and then it wore off. Like, like if if he really doesn't know, I would it, you got to react differently. I would be like, I've already financed six behind the scenes crime stories, yep. serial narrative podcast that's going to find out who got this beaver tranquilizer into my system. I will not rest. Uh, or he could do like a book, like a, like a ghost written book and be like, if I did take beaver tranquilizer, here's how I would have done it. You know, we're OJ talking about style. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. For yes. Everybody, by the way, that's right. That's and right. You know what the number one play is? Hard what? knocks beaver colon beaver tranquilizer. Oh my gosh. I I've hired that. NFL films in that team to follow me around as we get to the bottom of this. I love that. I've, I didn't that if I, as a fan, I'd be like. I think DeAndre's serious. I think he didn't take the beaver train. <laughs> There's no way he took it if he's got the if he's got the NFL films team on it. Let me throw this at you. Okay. This is a little bit of a I don't know, a little bit of a swerve, but I feel like we're in the right space to talk I'm about this. So scared right now. <laughs> no, you're gonna love this. Okay. I think especially in the NFL, but I'll even extend this to Major League Baseball, I think we go odd even on performance enhancing drugs. Okay. Odd years, performance enhancing drugs are legal this year. Congratulations, you guys. Uh, even years, it is illegal. Now you are not allowed to use it. I feel like that would reduce the buildup, like the muscle buildup and everything. And like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a PED guy. I'm not a drug guy, but, um, I feel like that would be like a helpful balance, but also that'd be some fun years. And you'd be like, remember when, um, I don't know, Mike Trout hit 80 billion home runs. Oh, that was an odd year. That was a steroid year. Okay. Well, that, that's different. I feel like it'd be a nice discourse of conversation. Okay. Yes. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your odds and evens every year. Everybody with an odd-numbered uniform, or, or each year, one year is odd-numbered uniforms gets Love to it. take HGH and steroids. And then the next year, the even-numbered uniforms. So now you're going to have more uniform drama. You're going to have switching back and forth. You're going to have teams, when you switch teams, you're going to, like, everyone's going to be an even number. And then on the, the next year, everyone's going to be an odd number. Love and it. Then, and then you have half the people taking them that year instead of just everybody. Like, I want to see, like, take it to the NBA and let, um, I don't know, Steph Curry start taking HGH and steroids one Love season. this idea. <laughs> Guess what? Merchandise sales, through, up and to the right, baby. <laughs> up and to the right, okay? All these new numbers coming at you. Let me also do this, okay? By the way, Jimmy Butler, does, he does not. He, there needs to be a certain list of people that cannot take them. We no, don't need... Unless there's that. one to fix that broken three point shot, and then I would allow him to take oh, that. Yikes! Um, so I, I would like what I would like to do also, in addition to all of this, is I feel like there's a couple of game shows like this in the same vein. Um, we could do a thing where there's a lottery, okay, and yes. two players per season get to take it, but no one will reveal. And at the end of the year, game if we shows, can yeah. guess, Joe Joe Millionaire, 
No, but there was another one. I think my parents watch it. It's like someone's trying to like like con artists or something, and like you, if the audience can, I don't know, whatever. But like, if at the end of the year people can guess who it is, and they'll be like, I don't know. Remember that one year Brady Anderson hit fifty home runs despite never hitting over th- more than three. Maybe it was him that year. They win like a special prize, or like a fan wins a special prize. I like. I love that. it. I, I feel like we have a wonderful idea here. Uh, the Over and Achieve is a show intended to consider news from the sports world of the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time, we do discuss gambling in a variety of ways. Accordingly, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie, and we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, we are back. Um, in our respective homes following the live show. You are beardless now, and I just want to check on you. How are you doing after your time in the sun? Uh, how's your face feeling? Like, answer all those questions for me. Uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, going to the live show was absolutely incredible. You and Jamie and your team um, are absolutely in- incredibly talented. It was, a, it was an amazing show. Uh, I've told you a couple of times the amount of production and effort that you all put into those live shows is just incredible um i had a wonderful time it was so great to meet several uh people on the team that i had not met yet um and just doing wonderful yeah the beard it's just it's just it's just a a buzz down just to start mm. over it's coming okay. back it, not like a summer cut back. or anything like that yeah i mean it was a summer reset i'd say okay see i also thought about shaving my beard i talked about this before Whenever I shave my beard, that's my version of uh, like uh, in ancient kingdoms when uh, you know you didn't have telephones and stuff. You just had telescopes. If they would raise their flag and it'd be upside down, that would tell the neighbors like uh, stuff's wild in here. Like it's not good. <laughs> so whenever I shave my beard, that's the version of my flag being upside down. That's how you know there's some stuff going on with your boy. Um, so I thought about just like kind of purging from the live show process. Um, but you know, Ashley and the girls are like, you can't do that. My daughters hate it without. Uh, my face without facial hair so just what it is right now so what well, we were glad to have you and uh i think it's always fun to uh watch people meet you just because they think it's a joke some people are like it's just knox throwing his voice like i like i yeah, like th- I would those ones are the it. wild ones like how much time do you think knox has with everything that he does to record both parts <laughs> throw his voice edit it auto-tune it and then like have the back and forth and like I, I know where some of your bodies are buried, so I can poke at certain things. Sure. Yes. And then yes. so that you're just going to reveal that for, to yourself, but like that's now. But see, you kind of screwed it up with that awesome behind the scenes episode on the podcast mm. as well, because that was so well edited that I think that it's like maybe Knox can do this. Maybe I should let people think that because if that's true, I'm an incredible performer. You know, yes. like I'm really showing emotion. I'm like really cultivating some trust and some friendship and some commonality. So maybe we'll we'll just allow that to keep going. Um, but you know, obviously we were we were glad to have you, and it's always good to hang. Um, but we'll we'll go into kind of like this lightning round segment because I want to ask you something about the live show. This is just stuff in the in life and sports we're overreacting or underreacting to. First up, um, are you overreacting or underreacting to people? reacting to you being real at the live show because there was one moment in the green room i think it was after the show when you were introducing yourself to a person and you shook their hand and you said your real name and she she said i'm sorry what and you go that's what my friends call me but my real name's jason (laughs) i don't know i don't know what to do half the time yeah i think you either have to be the fake person or don't be the fake person you know what i mean i was like being like oh hi i'm jason slash my real name and Mm. i don't know it's out there but just i like to play keep playing the game but um yeah that was that was i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) yeah terribly cobble keep the secrets you know don't 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 disrespect the truth of like what we're trying to do here but yeah it was uh uh you know we got to meet a lot of uh listeners 
um, to this year podcast, not just the, you know, the live show and everything, but it was great. Uh, anytime anyone identifies themselves as over underachievers listener, that means a lot. So thanks for doing that. And you got the benefit. If you're in Dallas, you got to meet uh, Jason slash real name uh, too. So that's always a good thing. Um, and Josh and, brought me a bottle of whiskey. So that was awfully, awfully nice. Josh, Josh brought you a bottle of whiskey and he brought me a wall sized um, poster of the biblical like a uh, chronological timeline. Okay. Is that so poster as big as it seemed to have been? It's gigantic. I had to unfurl it like in uh kind of like in our breezeway, you know, <laughs> like to get outside, to- like in the garage. Well, it's, it's, it's the new, like it's the new garage floor for you. Ex- well, see, okay, we won't so be parking in there anymore. <laughs> the problem is uh, Josh muffin for a second. I had to unroll this to be like, is this legit? Or is this weird? You know, like, is this a worthy poster or is this a good poster? Because um, long story short, I, I've got to have a Chattanooga office now because my son will be in school in Chattanooga next year. So, um, so I'm not driving all the time. I've got to have a recording office in Chattanooga and I need to, I need like stuff for that wall. Right. So I was like, this is going to be perfect for it unless it's super weird. But then I, I rolled it out and it's super cool. It's so, so super cool, but it's gigantic. Awesome. So it's going to be awesome. So, uh, big thanks to Josh for giving me Bible stuff and you bourbon. Um, it's, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not resentful about that. <laughs> It's fine. I think I think it, it fits the vibe of each of us. Yes, probably true. Probably true. Um, okay, let's do this. Let's. Are you overreacting or underreacting? Uh, you know, obviously a big part of what we got to do in Dallas was we got to live record ish an episode during the draft. Um, and within that draft, I think we'd cut off at this point. I think I don't think we we're still recording. The Patriots, the New England Patriots, took a uh, guard from the uh, University of Tennessee Chattanooga in the first round, and people have reactions to it. What is your reaction to it? I would be underreacting to it because the Patriots, uh, with this type of situation, I think Belichick's been getting a lot of flack over the last couple of years of not having incredible drafts, as some might think, and yet they still just win games and figure it out except for the Cam Newton years. Uh, with this particularly, I'm only, I would be underreacting, but because of the Sean McVay uh, less need video, I'm overreacting because that was incredible. Like, Did you think they were making fun of or respecting the oh, they were definitely making fun of. Okay, see, I've heard different interpretations, but I, I, I felt like they were making fun in in a in a chill way, not in like they, in a weird they, way. He said they they had him as like a third or fourth round. I don't remember now, but I've watched the video like three times. They, uh, Sean McVay said they had them as like a third or fourth round uh, prospect. Yeah, they because uh, Kyle Shanahan was like, no, he's good, he's he's good, he's really good guard, and it's like, yeah, but like, he's also played football. Isn't he like twenty nine? He's like super old too. So it's like I. That this, um, I don't know if Bill Belichick, maybe we'll talk more about this, uh, in a different segment, but this kind of felt like, uh, sometimes when I will play like basketball against my son and his friends barefoot, you know, and, um, I'm just trying to make it difficult just for no real reason. And it ends up with my foot getting stepped on or like, you know, me getting like a three in my face or something. And then I feel a little weird about it. I don't know why they're doing this. I wish they would just take really good players and like try to be a good football team. I don't even have a room. Maybe they are. Maybe he is a really good player. Like, I don't look, they, they took who they wanted to fit their team. I don't understand what the problem was, but they've been doing they, they do the reaction. Why I do have to overreact to it. They're getting to Raiders territory. Remember the Raiders always would do this. But like, like in reverse. Yeah. This like, this guy has an eighth ground grade. He runs like a four two, but you know, he's never caught a football dang. in his life. And like, it's just, I just worry about Bill Bot. I don't think he should be driving anymore. I don't think he should be coaching <laughs> oh anymore. I'm just worried about him. Um, another one, overreacting or underreacting to Clay being cucked in real time on the Golden State Warriors by Jordan Poole. Do you like this? Do you like watching this? Jordan Poole is, is fun. And he's got like a lot of, um, I don't know, jaw type, jaw Morant type energy in yeah, him. Like not a poor the, man's jaw. Yeah. And not the same, not the same style of play or anything necessarily, but just 
there's something going on there, kind of like Ja maybe like two years ago. Obviously, Ja yeah. was great last year and great this year. But Jordan Poole like, just came out of freaking nowhere all of a sudden this year and seems to be the real deal while at the same time love clay he is not the same player that he was and he's, been, is, he's been out for years he's been injured, showing so. the shooting's not the same the yeah. defense is not the same he was definitely like the original like the high-end three and d type guy right um but it's just i'm overreacting to it because i think it's very real i think they're gonna have to figure something out because you got to play jordan pool over clay yeah and clay doesn't know that yet and that's that's why i'm overreacting to it as well because I think clay knows it I don't know that he does because he's doing a lot of the passive aggressive stuff. Like give me the ball. Like he's dropping his body language when, but that's why I think he knows it is because that's like his reaction to it. He's like, crap, crap, crap. So then he's he's overreacting because he's, he does understand that it's occurring. Cause he's like in any friend group, you're like, who's the whipping boy. Who's the one everyone makes fun of. And if you're asking it, you're the one. And you have that moment. You're like, Oh no, you think that's what it is. Like when he missed those two free throws at the end of game one, that could have iced it. Crazy. And then barely you could argue made a defensive play. I don't know that he had any effect on jaws, uh, last second shot. Um, I, he overreacted to that as well. I, I like clay a lot. I think, um, I look, if you're, if you're really great at what you do and you have a decent sized ego, which I don't say that as pejorative. It's just, if you're, paid over you know 20 million dollars a year to do something you probably should have an ego i get that but um when you are slowly being replaced and you're slowly realizing you don't have it anymore that's that's tough and i don't know that he realizes it to the extent uh to the extent that he should so man i I feel bad for him because i really like him but i think when he was pissed for not being was it like the top 70 list or whatever top 75 and he was mad that he was not on that. That was not traditionally Clay kind of behavior or Clay attitudes. So when he reacted to that, I thought this is a guy who's probably a little sensitive right now, maybe a little insecure at his place in the world. Um, well, he missed like two or three it. years of playing, and it's just like, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again. Like it, it's a miracle that he's playing like in a yeah. starting level. I think so. I think next year maybe we'll see a return to form, or maybe it's just like that was too many games and then too much time off. Uh, consequently. So um, let me throw this one at you. This wasn't on the rundown, but um, the unbearable weight of massive talent uh, came out recently. It's on, uh, uh, it's in movie theaters. Um, are you overreact? You've not seen it yet, correct? I've not seen it yet. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Oh. And based on just like your cultural perception alone, are you overreacting or underreacting to it being 87% on Rotten Tomatoes? Whoa. Is that combined or is that That's just fan? Equal, completely equal score. 87 Whoa. critics, 87 fans. Well, I guess now I'm overreacting to that because now I really want to see it. I thought it looked fun. There was one scene that I saw where <laughs> I saw it without audio. They're trying to too. climb a wall, aren't yes. they? Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> you should know they're on LSD in that scene. So Okay, <laughs> that's that makes a lot context. more sense. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense, but I, I, I have wanted to see it because when, when you're, when you're, uh, put that ego aside, like we were just talking about with clay, this seems to be like that type of a situation to where Nicholas, Nicholas Cage is in on the joke. Like when he goes on, um, when, when Andy Sandberg would do him and, yes. <laughs> um, and on a weekend update. Yes. And then, and then Nick Cage would go and sit next to him. It's like, if you're a crazy person, but you can admit it, it's kind of like the anti Johnny Depp right now. Yes. Where yes. Johnny Depp's trying to avoid all of his crazy and Nicolas Cage is cashing in on all of his crazy. Leaning into it. 100%. Yeah. Listen, and, you and, should and, you should overreact to this because this is one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. It's just fun all the way through? It's great. It's, is it uh, heavy? It's, no. I mean, there's like a good uh, heartful moment at the end. Okay. Okay. That's um, fine. 
but like it lands the plane well. It's gonna be my green light next week. Um, it, it's really genuinely funny. Indy had recommended it. She said she had seen it while we were in Dallas, so I thought about giving it a look. And uh, it's a tight one forty five. Love See, thank that. You. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Um, and there's a scene. I'm just gonna leave you with this. Um, so this isn't a spoiler. Part of it is that Nick Cage sees uh, hallucinates himself from time to time, like his younger self, um, like hotshot Nick Cage. Uh, and he has an inter- encounter with him at a bar. And the young Nick Cage, who's heavily CGI'd, um, says, uh, he's, he says in line, like, I'm Nick effing Cage. Okay. But the way he delivers it, he says, <laughs> he says, I'm Nick. And then he says, effing. But the way he says effing is a million percent, like, incredible. And he says effing, and he holds it for, like, 48 seconds. And he screams <laughs> It might be the greatest movie moment I've ever seen in my life. It's so, oh, so I love good. this. So I just highly recommend it. Like, people are not reacting enough to how great this movie is. It's really, really good. Well, and I love Pedro Pascal as well. Like, I oh, thought he man. Was, I thought he was the only good part of Wonder Woman 19-whatever. Yes. I'd I mean, actually I, prefer a movie built around him more. You know, that yeah, was weird. I, I thought he... I mean, it was a weird... whole a whole weird movie. And I do yeah. love Gal. But, um, yeah, I thought he he was doing really good acting in it but yeah that, that's one of the main reasons i'm excited to see this because I, I wonder if he's kind of like the he gives me senses of eric banna and funny people oh that's a good call that's like a, good a serious call. a very serious actor that like you just put him in the right space like funny people is a, is kind of a weird long movie i yeah. actually love it but it's just a different all the eric banna parts are wonderful though all the eric banna parts yeah. are incredible mm-hmm. that, and that's to extend the clay metaphor um, Cl- uh, Pedro Pascal is doing like clay pre-injury. He's fine to sit in the corner, but when he gets the ball, he's going to dribble once and hit like six threes, but he's okay not having it. He is fine not having it. And that's the whole character. But I, I think that's him as an actor too. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. Um, another one, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Have you seen the trailer for this? What a transition. Just a what a trailer. <laughs> Like the, uh, this is so this is John Mulaney and uh, Andy Samberg. We we briefly mentioned it on uh, the summer movie preview, but um, their the transition happened. is Eric Bana is one of the voices in this. Oh my stars! I did not know this. Are you kidding me right now? He is Monterey Jack. I don't. I don't Freaking know if that's Monterey Jack is in this. I didn't know that. I just watched the trailer and I just knew John Mulaney, Andy Samberg. I didn't go any deeper than that because I got it weirded out when I was like, this looks like Roger Rabbit slash Into Hold the Spider Verse kind of thing. Are you saying that's bad? No, it's just I wasn't expecting. Are you anti-Roger Rabbit? Uh, am I? I'm, Roger okay, I'm, Rabbit does not get the credit that it should. I think I think Jessica Rabbit probably sucked up all the oxygen about discourse around Roger Rabbit. I think I Bob know, Hoskins also sucked up a lot of the oxygen. I he think, deserved it. No, he did. I'm just I'm talking this out, man. Like, let me work, okay? You're, you're talking about the Mario. You're talking about Mario right now. The Mario Man, yeah. Uh, not Chris Pratt. The other Mario Man. Um, I think the death scene of the villain that was probably a traumatic childhood situation for me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why I've Christopher repressed Lloyd. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was Christopher Lloyd melting, man. Like I was not ready for that as a kid. So I just uh, John Mulaney and Sandberg. I'm I'm good. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I'm good. I don't know about the format here, but I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, it's interesting. One of them is um, CGI, mm-hmm. I guess, just straight cartoon, and then the mm-hmm. other ones, I guess, they're both CGI. One of them's cartoon, and then one yeah. of them's more CGI, trying to look like a real chipmunk. Yeah, I don't know why, but sure, why not? Okay, I, I could we'll have been fine out. with just the voices, but like someone has like an art degree they need to validate. I guess I don't know. Um, speaking of someone else who needs validation, Ryan Tannehill isn't interested in being a good human being. Here Malik we go. Willis, his <laughs> here, his teammate that he. So there's a quote. I think it was like, I 
uh, he shouldn't expect me to mentor him or something to that extent, which honestly, I think he said, it's not my job to mentor him. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. He's right. It's not. It's his job to be a starting quarterback. Unfortunately, football Twitter went nuts, and everyone's like, oh, my God, can you believe this guy? Kurt Warner was like, this is what's wrong with freaking humanity. I will volunteer as tribute to mentor you, Malik Willis. Malik Willis like, who are you? To be, Who's to Kurt be clear, Warner? Kurt, Kurt Warner said that he'll mentor anybody that needs it. Oh, it's not just Malik Willis. So he's like opening a camp or whatever, which he needs to open a camp for dyeing his facial hair and that goatee because he let either he was dying it and then he like let it go and now it's super white or he had a I real stressful it. situation. Silver fox it, it out, white. man. I would not have shaved my beard if it was all white. I think there's a difference between being a mentor and being a good teammate. And I think that he shouldn't have said it. Obviously, all you had to do, Ryan Tannehill, was just not say that one line. And just say, hey, I'm here to win games. I uh, hope Malik's here to win games as well. Something to that effect. But I don't know. I mean, we were just talking about hyper-competitive people who make a lot of money and are really good at a thing. Um, your argument would be that Ryan Tannehill, maybe not so good at, at that thing. Uh, but to, I don't think you have to be... If they've only talked once on the phone, he shouldn't even be his mentor when you think about it. That's so the thing. This, this is getting blown up He can still be a good teammate. Because he, te- he he texted him, welcome him to the team. That's all he's obligated to do. Like let's he not did seem pretty serious about it in that press conference. Like the he wasn't just like playing it off. Like I'm going to be a good teammate, but not his mentor. He was like, look, I'm not going to mentor. Like it was pretty. It was pretty stern. I'm going to freaking tell him there's a pool on top of the facility, and I'm going to make him look for it, and he's going to lose like two hours of like practice time because that's the kind of edge I want to get on him, which he needs it honestly. I, I saw he didn't go to uh, um, like OTAs. Because he's like, nah, got the playbook. I'm good to go. Don't remember that first play of the playoffs interception. Like, I'm good now. Like, I, I got better help or whatever. Uh, last one. Dave Chappelle got attacked at a comedy set this weekend. Uh, and it took 2.5 seconds to make for someone to make a Will Smith joke. Um, and it was Chris <laughs> Rock that made the Will, Will Smith joke. Can what you a, believe what? Chris Rock was there? And I just cannot. off stage? Obviously, the leap is now, like, it's war on comedians. You know, um, do you feel like well, it's actually war on comedians? So I also heard that this is the third time now because security was breached when Olivia Wilde was served papers. So that's, oh, that's three right. times. It's it's celebrities. It's not just comedians now. The war it's, on celebrities. Wow. Do you? Feel I don't okay? like it for the record. Do you I don't feel think safe? it's a. <laughs> well, I mean, I was not attacked at the live show, so that's wonderful. Go. Although someone um, wanted to attack us, they could have attacked and had a good twelve minutes before anyone like intervened I would, it was too I would hot to, it was too hot to attack so it's true um but yeah I, I i don't know the scariest part of this particular one like the will smith one was completely different than the olivia wilde one which was completely yeah. different than this one but this one the guy had a gun okay i thought it was a knife a, i didn't realize he well had a gun it's, too. It, it's a knife it's a it's shaped like a knife uh, it's shaped like a gun but then you pop it out and it's like a switchblade knife whoa why so would you have a gun? I know a knife shaped like a gun. I'm just trying to work that out. Like, what's the advantage? What's they advantageous about that? I don't you know? know. But also, why would you attack Dave Chappelle? I mean, I, I know mean, he's going through a bunch of stuff, but like, that's not the guy. I'm just saying from a stature perspective. Yeah, that's not the guy. He's a he's a pretty thick guy now. I mean, skinny Dave Chappelle. That's a target you could attack. But like, right. beefed up Dave Chappelle, I would probably steer clear of that. You yes, know, he did definitely. get a running start though, so that's good. So I guess maybe can we just stop have, this humanity, please? Let's stop it. But I, I just really want to get to the root of the gun knife issue because I, I guess if it's a gu- if it looks if it presents like a gun, but it's actually a knife, you can kind of like stop things in its track and be like, actually, this is a switchblade, and I'm just cutting slices off an apple 
Okay. I know, but if he, so pulls, that, if he pulls that gun out, even though he wants it to be a knife, I, I wonder if he was... I wonder if the attacker was trying to have something happen to him. Oh, okay. Not you took this, the vibes. <laughs> you took this in a dark way. I'm just trying to get to a question of, like, have you ever had a gun or a knife pulled on you? I have not. Have you? No. One time what I had a scary situation um, where I... Like, look, I'm a bit of an aggressive driver. Not overly so. Okay. But okay. if you start out with, I'm a bit of an aggressive driver, and then try to hedge after it, no. I think that you already... Locked in the you, corner. you think I'm hedging. I'm just setting a baseline of realism. Okay. I understand that sometimes I can go over eight miles over the uh, speed limit. And sometimes if people are in the fast lane, I can drive a little, I can go in front of them and cut them off and be like, what are you doing? Okay. I can do that. Okay. I acknowledge that. So I've done that before with no blowback. This was a situation where um, there was a motorcycle in the fast lane and he was going really slow. So I went to the slow lane and I, you know, gradually went faster blinker on got back in the fast lane as you're supposed to do there was no malice there's no rudeness or anything i didn't think anything of it this made him very mad and then uh you know i took the exit to go home and he was right behind me and he pulls up next to me and he starts banging on the window okay and what do you do if that happens a big a motorcycle guy who looks like exactly what you're picturing right now he's banging on your window what do you do i put my hands up and i say i'm sorry i well he bangs on the window he's like roll your window down oh and i i just shook my head i was like no No, i'm not gonna roll my window well, I had to roll my window down, my man. Luckily, the light turned green. It's so, like we left, and he was not on his motorcycle yet. So I was just – that was probably oh, – like was, he didn't just pull his motorcycle up. He he got off his motorcycle and then came to your door? Yeah, like he went on the emergency side to get close to me, you know, and then got off the motorcycle and walked up and boom, boom, boom. It was like roll your window down. I just feel like if you're going to be that aggressive, go ahead and like just punch the window, you know, or try to open the uh, door. You know could, what I mean? Yeah, I mean – I don't know. What, what if, those situations are always so weird. What, is, what do you think is going to happen? Get out and then you two are just going to fight on the exit ramp? Probably. Probably. And he, had, like, he picked a good person because uh, I'm just, I'm not going to, man, I probably, I just wouldn't have got out of the car. Why would I get out of the car? You know what I mean? I don't know. So it's like, but if I had a, a knife gun combo where it looks like a gun, but it's actually like a, like a Swiss army knife, then I could have avoided that situation. So I'm, it feels like I'm arguing no, on behalf of the guy. No, what are you talking about? You would have got, you what the heck are you talking about? You would have, if you had a, a switchblade that looked like a gun that is a knife, you would have gotten out of the car with it and then used it? What are you no, talking I about? No, I would have been like, I'll roll the window down just as soon as I put this back in my pocket. And he'd be like, oh, oh, <laughs> no. we, got a, we got a firearm. No, I'm going to go back to my he, bike. No, that is not how that works. That's you don't exactly know how he, that would work. That's Actually, why I that's said I'm putting my hands up. That's what I did. I didn't tell you that, but that was the end of that story. I didn't no. have that product. So I'm not concealed, arguing yeah, for this. You don't seem like a concealed carry guy. I'm not a concealed carry guy. I, I have like a little Debbie small mini bat in my car if things get <laughs> weird. And that's the extent of it for me. You know, so uh, not a big confrontation guy. I don't know if people know that about me. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the over-unders. Um, uh, you know, we, we mentioned the draft. I want to go back to it a little bit. We, we glossed over it with the Patriots. But, uh, Jason, your estimation, how many teams definitively – changed their 2022 destiny by the players they selected in this draft i'm setting the over under at four and a half do you think it's more than four and a half or less than four and a half this is tough this is tough because you put definitively in there but it's only for a year right so Mm -hmm. i'm definitely going with the eagles and the ravens i thought they had great drafts that are going to really help them out and also it doesn't say you're not saying that they're going to definitely win the super bowl you've said that they've changed their destiny for this season yes and i I think the jets the eagles and the ravens changed their destiny for this season with the draft those are those are my three 
big winners of the draft. It's not, you know, I mean, a lot of people are saying that, so it's not like a super special take or anything. But I'm taking the under because I don't think this draft was such fill in the holes. Yes. But I think that for those three teams, Eagles, Jets, Ravens, that it's going to get them several more wins. They're going to be more competitive in more games because of who they took and, and um, the holes that they were specifically filling for those teams. So I'm going to take yeah. the, I'm going to take the under, and those are the three teams I like. Okay, I, I agree. This is a classic yes and, because I agree with everything you just said. I think the Eagles, I think what they did because of the A.J. Brown uh, trade, which, again, I, I don't feel like we're talking enough about how crazy it was that 24-year-old probably blue chip receiver got traded before his first contract like i don't understand how that worked um i feel like the ravens uh got a center that will probably start for them for 10 years and they got to me the best player in the draft in kyle hamilton um uh the jets the jets made three on paper seemingly really good picks um even i think i listened to uh the jets had jermaine johnson the second uh, graded as like a top 10 first round value so to get him where they got him i think that's amazing i think they're impl- they're getting zach wilson all the stuff that he needs to be successful um i will say there's two other teams though who affected their destiny in a negative way so i'm going oh over i didn't even think okay now this is interesting i'm going the steelers uh, by picking Kenny Pickett, I feel like they think they have a quarterback, and they used a high-dollar uh, draft pick to settle their uh, quarterback situation, um, but they have not settled it. I don't. I do not think he's an NFL quarterback. I do not think he's going to be the answer. I think, you know, sometimes I think. Um, I don't know when, uh, like, if you ever do, like, I don't really do like a lot of like landscaping, you know, um, we've because, hired people to do your, that because of the fight or, well, some of that. Yeah. But like, even like I'm going to dig out this and put this Japanese maple in. Okay. That's just not my expertise. Right. So my cousin does that. We'll hire him to do that. It'll be great. And I think every now and then when you have to do a little bit of landscaping and you're like, this will be fine. I've done this for, you forget how old you are. You forget how hot it is. You forget how you don't do tools well. And then you're like sore the next day. You know, like that was the worst experience of my life. I feel like that's what it's going to be with Steelers and quarterbacks. Like they think, well, we picked Ben and that went great. So we'll pick Kenny and then we'll have him for like 15 years. And then we'll pick another guy and that'll be fine too. I feel and like they're and forgetting. sign Mitch. And so <laughs> honestly, I did forget that Mitch is there. Um, and draft another quarterback. With the 241st pick from South Dakota State, Chris Oladokun. So I don't know if this is like Matt Flynn in Seattle vibes of like uh, we like a lot of nickels eventually make a dollar, or if they're like Kenny. I mean, if if you're picking that high, Kenny Pickett's your guy, and I just I don't think he's the dude. I don't think he's the one, especially when you look at the quarterback situation in the uh, uh, AFC North. You know, like. You're, I, f- I feel like they have really uh, made a poor uh, choice for their future. And then, you know, we mentioned them earlier, but I'm going to go with Patriots. I feel like just seeing what they're doing is like watching someone slowly lose it, you know? Like just watching Randy Johnson go from throwing 100 miles an hour to now he's throwing like 88 with no movement. And eventually everything ends. And it feels like the Patriots, with how they're conducting their drafts and how they're conducting free agency, how they're choosing not to use Mac Jones's contract as a first-round pick so he's a cheap He's a he's a cheap payroll item, and they're not just loading up the roster with all these blue chip athletes uh, to take advantage of that. I just don't understand what's going on here. I, I'm not on the same page as you. I know that they've not had good drafts overall, but the coaching just the infrastructure solves so many problems for but them. But what if all those coaches leave? And what if all those execs? Leave? But they they do leave, but then they come back. The, not the ones you want. You got Matt Patricia, who again <laughs> has a pencil, but he holds a laminated playbook. Okay. Think about that. That's insane to me right now. Also, Joe Judge, 
who you know kind of lit some stuff on fire on his way out of New York. I just don't know if that's the guys you want coming back. I know, Anyways, but the, in the system, it all works for Bill. Like it's it's just uh, it's just crazy. It, it yeah. works until it doesn't, and eventually you're too old. And I think he's getting too old. And you look at those quarterbacks. I don't think that division. I don't think it's age. I think there was so much success so consistently so sustained for so long that it's impossible to equate that i don't think it's because of his age do you think it's because of the but i'm not an ageist so that's kind of obvious i'm an emphatic agent ageist a hundred percent i think you shouldn't be able to go to the grocery store you shouldn't be able to drive you shouldn't be able to run football teams you shouldn't be able to be a politician after 70 and it's i see it's all that spin right i don't see it as like you're not capable anymore i see it as you've done your service you know, you've done your work. Now you just get to enjoy. And, and, and on that point, I do agree because he's done an incredible job for so long at such yeah. a high level, sustained for so long, that to expect that to be able to continue in a reasonable way in in in, in you know as the environment of uh, the NFL continues to change, I don't think is. I think he's he's fine. I'm not saying he's doing an incredible job. I'm not saying the opposite of you. I'm just saying. I, I think it's just in the middle. Uh, and, and we're so used to him having such great success that now that he's in the middle, it's like, whoa, what a drop off. And yes, it is downhill, but I don't think it's a, a bad job. Okay. AFC East, the Patriots over under two and a half uh, where they finish in the standings. Because um, they finished second to the Bills last over. year. Yeah. The, you, so you think the, three or four? No. The, okay. So under. They'll finish second. You think they'll finish second again? Yeah, I mean, I think the Jets had a definitive draft, and then I think they're going to change their destiny this year, and I think they're going to be way better. Yeah. But they're so low that being way better, right, might still put them in third or fourth. So and the they, Dolphins, they still, I just don't believe in the Dolphins, to be honest. You don't believe in the Dolphins, you. or you don't believe in Tua? I think Tua's fine. I think the coach is I think the, what is, the coach is good. What is it going to take, man? I think the coach is Mike McDaniel. I think yeah. Coach's good. I think Tua's good. Are you a Tua fan? What no, are we I'm doing not here? Tua fan. What oh. is it going to take for you to turn on Tua? Like, what What do I got to do? What do I got to do? He's got to stay healthy and play bad. <sighs> okay. But what if he if just he, can't if stay he keeps healthy? Getting, then, you know, then obviously, I mean, do, do you think Greg Oden is a terrible NBA player? Yeah, I do. Because you know no. what the best ability is, Jason? Oh, Availability. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. I think is. the Dolphins are fine. I think the Jets are going to be better. And I just think that the bills are going to smash everybody. And I think the Patriots are going to come in second in the division. Do you ever think about how life would be different for you specifically you, if Greg Oden hadn't got injured and he would have become like bill Russell 2.0 and you would have had that connective tissue to like, I knew this guy. I grew up around him. I saw him in person in high school. I was invested at an early point. I mean, there's, there's other people that would probably be more on that list than, sure. than him. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I I didn't even go to the school at the same time he did, so it wasn't really that close. But well, but you know, there's a there's an adjacent, there's a like a geographical load, uh, adjacency for you, yeah. right? Would it have been Mike Conley's doing great? Well, not this, not, not anymore, but he was for a while. So it's been a great career. It's been a good run. For Greg's him. is a good dude. I you know, I mean, yeah. But okay, um, here's here's what I was gonna bring back to Kenny Pickett. Okay, taking him at twenty is worth the risk, in my opinion. I don't think it's that bad. I think that is a guy. I think he's a. Um, I'm trying to think of a comp for him. I think he's like a. Uh, this is this is a bad comp, but like, like a unsexy Charlie Whitehurst. You know, not no, cool. He's better than that. I don't see. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. It's a big jump from being decent in college football to being good at the NFL level, and we're in a good era of uh, of quarterbacks. And I just, 
I don't think he's the guy to make the leap. And I could be completely wrong, but I just, I'm not seeing it. I also don't think he's the guy to make the leap. I think that the swing at pick 20 is worth the swing. I think that there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, he's going down the hall in locker rooms. I think that that it's worth 50% of first round picks or busts anyways in the NFL. So why not just try to take a swing? It's not like they took him number one overall. It is a seemingly top 10 top 15 talent on sure. many people's big boards right and including um analysts and teams so to get him at 20 i don't think it's that big of a risk i think it's 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 fine it's not it's not the end of the world but i'm not certain that he's the guy i'm not saying that but i think that the swing was worth it see i think uh with quarterbacks i feel like you either they have to go in the top 10 or they have to go like 28 or past because you're either, you're either playing them immediately or you're not and you're banking on their future when they're in, in between that it's like what is this guy he's it's not exciting Brady, really. yeah i mean i'm not arguing with you and that that's it kind of sucks because it, i do agree with it like number 20 is a weird spot it's like brady quinn i think he's like 22 yeah um manzel where was he probably about the same as well and like i think so yeah these are just people that just it just you live you get drafted in oblivion and then you live in oblivion but that's kind of my point on the other side is that it's worth that risk because it's not a high profile top 10 pick and you didn't and i'm not saying the the Steelers got like this really great save at the end of the first round or anything like that yeah it's just that's where they were and they took him and it's all good i mean i would have rather them booked up the roster to set up an eventual quarterback but do you think in terms of quarterback attractiveness do you think david carr or brady quinn not now i'm saying at the points where they came out of college into the nfl Oh, then definitely Brady Quinn. Definitely Brady Quinn. Like definitively. Yeah, David Carr keeps getting hotter and hotter every single season. She's saying he's taking it back. He's taking the mantle back. Uh, David Carr Brady is hotter Quinn. than Brady Quinn right now. Hotter. Oh, I agree with you. That's why I framed the question. Brady Quinn way. is handsomer. Yeah, he really is. He's like a big strapping Americana kind of guy at this point. Yeah, he's a, he's a Ken doll at this point. Yeah, he really is. And you sound like that, Carr, that was David bad. Carr is very, very hot. David Carr, sex pirate. Brady Quinn is Ken, <laughs> Ken doll, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's just what it is. Um, okay, let's do this. Uh, let's talk NBA uh, really quickly. Uh, obviously, we're in the conference semifinals, um, but what I wanted to ask you is, uh, at this point, it does feel like we're circling certain definitive uh, uh, NBA destinies of like who's going to play who in the finals. So I want to get your sense of, because we haven't talked as much NBA as we have uh, in years past, Who? how many teams out of uh, the, the ones currently playing do you legit think can still be in the NBA finals? So there's eight teams left, and you put the line at five and a half. So I'm definitely going to take the under on that. Mm. But there's a real interesting um, symmetrical thing going on between the East and the West. You have 1-4 versus Mm 1-4, and you have 2-3 versus 2-3 on both sides. So the top four seeds all won their first round. Okay, You've got Phoenix that is currently up 2-0 over Dallas. Right. We definitely both believe that that's Phoenix to win that series. We've got Miami... In Philadelphia, Miami is up 2-0 with the Embiid injury. We definitely think that Miami's winning that series, right? Yes. And then on and then on the the 2-3 matchups on both sides, you got Golden State, Memphis tied 1-1. Uh-huh. You got Milwaukee and Boston tied 1-1 when we're recording this. I think that so who can legit be in the NBA finals? Yeah. Is Phoenix, Miami, and then you could almost argue the rest of those teams to get to six, but See, that's, I what I'm, go- that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to argue. I'm going to leave Memphis off. I would leave Philly off if I had to. Gun to my head, Nerf gun to my head. Well, Philly's already out because if you're taking Miami, 
But see, I, I think I don't see. I don't think they're going to beat Miami. But I feel like if Embiid's back, Embiid's a big enough destructive force that if they can get past Miami, I don't know who's going to. They're stop not going to get past Miami. They're not, but they feasibly could, right? I don't think. I, I don't think there's any way that the 76ers would be in the finals. No. So, and so the teams I'm leaving out are Dallas, Philadelphia, and Memphis. Okay. So that gets me down to five. Okay. You're, okay. you're taking the over because you're only taking out Dallas and who? Um, I'm taking out Dallas and I'm taking out. Maybe just them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to take out Dallas. I mean, I understand what you're saying from the 76ers perspective. I just don't think that they're going to get through Miami, and I definitely do not believe that this 76ers team is going to be able to get through Milwaukee or Boston. So if I agree with you feasibly, I think let's say they did beat Miami, something terrible happened, and Spolstra like sucker punched Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler fell backwards and collapsed Bam Adebayo's knee. Okay, and then the Sixers win that series, and then the Celtics beat the Bucks. I feel like Embiid and the Celtics, even though I feel like the Celtics own that matchup, I feel like Embiid's a problem for the Celtics. You know, what I, I mean? agree, but that's like one guy gets fifty points, and then yeah. no, nobody on the team does anything. But yeah. you're still, even if you take out Dallas, you're at, you're you're only at seven. So that's true. If, if you take out one more team, you can still take the over. You don't have to name the teams on taking the over. Yeah, it, it, I mean, like in your heart of hearts, though, it does feel like this is. Bucks, Celtics, and uh, um, Suns, Warriors, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the Bucks, Celtics are playing right now, and you're just saying that that's they're going to beat Miami. I don't know. Yeah. This Miami feels is, like this feels Miami like Miami is starting to heat up again, like they did in the like they did in the bubble. They're they're finding their way. Pun like intended. Talk- I do see what you did there, and good job. What do you mean? They're, no, trying, no, they're no starting pun. to heat up. I know. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and, and like we've talked about several times is that we just, everyone just forgets about Spolstra and just says, Oh, Jimmy Butler's a crazy person or he can't hit threes. Like you mentioned earlier or whatever, but Spolstra's a really, really, really good coach. And they have a lot of talent on the team and Lowry's not even playing. I agree with you. Are we, am I hearing a uh, bet? Am I hearing a, am I hearing a stake bet? If it's about Miami yeah. and Milwaukee and Boston? No. Yeah. We're not. Okay. I think Milwaukee and Boston, Milwaukee or Boston is likely to beat Miami. I'm just saying that it's how many, be how many wins do you think, think the heat will get in the Eastern finals? At least one, probably not sexy enough of an answer to it's not, it's not sexy. That is the most unsexy. That's the Jehovah's witness on a bicycle. I'll go, two. In summer. I'll go two. I'll go two. That's a good number. That's a good number. But I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. So I don't okay. think there's anything to, to argue. But about. yes, on the other side, I think Golden State's going to win. I do not believe in Memphis anymore. Unfortunately, I love them. Not, not this year. They're, they're just the too new. Limited. They're the new Warriors. But yes, they just seem. As soon as the Warriors kind of put a couple pieces together with the Jordan Poole Clay situation that we were talking about, yeah, I, I think that they're going to end up rolling. Now the big thing here is what's going to happen: Suns versus Warriors besides being a very, very fun series like Milwaukee Boston is right now. Let me follow up on the heat. One thing. Do you think it's weird that Kyle Lowry, every time he gets in the game, it's the same exact body language as when like you or me get up from a big Japanese steakhouse dinner, you know, (laughs) like where he got double fried rice. You know what I mean? He does the thing where like his back goes back. When's the last time you've been to Hibachi? Oh, like two, two weeks ago. My kids love it. My kids freaking love it. They love it so much. My kids do too. I gotta start taking them more, but like, so you get, like you just, gets in the regular rotation. You stand up, 
like you stretch your back a little bit and like your right hand goes to your stomach and just kind of pushes on a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. is this real? Like, is this, is this forever now? I got even like, this out across the whole belly here. <laughs> That's all Kyle Lowry does. I love it so much. Not even when like he, uh, flops, like it's, as soon as he gets off the bench. Um, but then secondly, uh, so we're talking warrior sons. Obviously I do have my sons to win the West bet that looked really dangerous. Now I'm back in. Okay. They're offering me the opportunity to cash out where I haven't lost anything, but I don't win anything. They're just like, do you want this back? Do you want to I think you've this already back? clicked the button. Oh, you think I've already cashed out? Yes. You don't know me very well, my man. You do not know me. I do wanna... know you well because you don't like futures. And with this thing ebbing and flowing, yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and now that this one's really ebbing and flowing, I'm, I'm curious if that bet is how long it's going to make it. See, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Let me just be honest with you. I'm thinking the Suns will obviously win this series. And then that's going to run up a little bit, right? It'll get up to, I don't know, I'm going to make like 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks off it. That's when I cash it out. But are we living in a world where the Warriors are in the Western, I don't they're in so. the NBA Finals? I don't think so either. I've got five units on the Suns to win the West, and I'm going to let it ride. I think I'm going to let it ride too. Why not? You're, gonna, you're not going to let it ride. I'm going to freaking let it ride. If it goes Bet. up 50 bucks, you're going to cash it. Uh, it's, you know what? The only part that makes me nervous is Devin Booker's hamstring. That's the only part that makes me nervous. What if he pulls it again? What if he tweaks it again? What happens then? Uh, yeah, I mean, but what if Chris Paul or Aiton get hurt as well? But then if you're going to say that, then you've got a geriatric unit in, in today's NBA standards over on the Golden Golden State Warriors. Sure. And like, what if the, the series is with the Warriors and Memphis is tied 1-1? What if there's an injury with the Warriors and the Memphis makes it through? I think Phoenix would definitely destroy them, in my opinion. What if Draymond brings a gun knife thing to another fight and then stabs someone is like, I am so tired of being victimized. Do you think um, he should have been injected for that foul? I do only because I, I don't, if in a vacuum on paper, I don't think anybody else does, but he's such an a-hole all the time that it's like, Hey, you got to suffer some consequences of being this guy all the time. Okay. He, he grabs jerseys a lot and he, and he holds people. Yeah. And then he tries to argue like, Oh, I was keeping them safe. I was keeping them from hitting the ground. I was keep right. I think I a lot don't of refs, think that specific foul. I think that that was a him thing and not, yeah. And, that's a and, reputation foul. That's yeah, not an that's instance I foul. I don't and think he, that that foul deserved ejection. I think he actually gets a, he gets uh, out of a lot of foul calls because I think the refs are like, I just don't want this drama. I just don't want to have to deal with this. And I'm, I'm, the replay is going to be shown 50,000 times on sports on there. I'm just going to call this foul and move on. And I'm just so tired of Draymond and his stuff and his hot takes. Um, uh, you know, I think I'm worried about the injury aspect, but even more, I'm worried. I'm, I'm really spending a lot of time thinking about who from these playoffs, who's going to become the next big commercial guy? Okay. Mm. Because I do think there's a bit of a void right now. You know, Baker's going to kind of uh, trot off into the wind or whatever. So he's not going to be around anymore. I'm seeing a little bit of Jason Tatum. I'm seeing a little bit of Jimmy Butler uh, and some commercials. So I feel like there's a spot there to, to, to be seized. And I want to see if you want to do like a quick snake draft of they who tried from to, these They playoffs. tried to get Gordon Hayward going as well. Who did? Remember when uh, Gordon Hayward was uh, on the Celtics and he was in a couple of different campaigns. He was in that video gaming campaign. I do, know, I do campaign. remember that because evidently he's a gamer. Yeah, but like his wife won't let him game and he has to sadly like 
tells boys he's got to log off for the night because his wife's a boss, which I thought was hilarious. And he but, keeps having girls and gets mad about it. Gordon Hayward, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to be back up, but who knows? You know, Lonzo, I feel like Lonzo, not Lonzo, um, the other, LaMelo. LaMelo was yeah, in, uh, he did as good as acting in that AT&T as Matt Stafford did. I'm into it. Were, I was into no. LaMelo's. Oh, no, oh. you were into LeVar. That was awesome. I wasn't LeVar. The- That's right. I wasn't until LeVar as well. But give me – so give me – let's go snake draft. I'll give you first pick. Um, who do you think from these playoffs could be the guy who's everywhere next year? Well, I got to take Ja, obviously, with a number mm. one pick. It's not um, – you know, it, it, that's the thing is, like, who's the real personality that's left in the playoffs? Because I want to – well, okay. I'm, I'm not going to – okay. That's no, that I'm was interesting. I was – I'm not uh, going to say the next name because I uh, – this is, yeah, I feel like I don't like did, the snake draft in this in this particular situation. I know that's why I set up like that. I feel like you I did know. a Kenny Pickett pick, which is great, and I hope it works out. But it's not going to work out. But it's I'm, the biggest. It's the biggest star that's not no, already right. in a bunch of commercials. You're right. in the playoffs, except for go ahead. Take it's probably it. more of a Trayvon Walker uh, pick, where maybe it'll work, but it probably won't. Uh, I'm going to go Giannis. Giannis is the guy, right? If you take, if you take, that's not who I was thinking of. But okay, I see, love, now I, love I don't Giannis. even care about. What I want, I want to pick what you want. You know, right. I want to take what you have. I'm going to go Luca, I guess. Dang it. That's okay. the one. Yeah. Giannis and Luca. I don't know top. what commercials Luca's going to be in. Can we do this either. draft over, please? I want to go second. No. <laughs> I don't know that Luca is a good actor at all. And I don't know that. I don't know he, the jaw is either. I don't I know that any of these guys are. Giannis should have been the first pick. Dang it. Giannis is magnetic. He's I love electric. him so much. I hope he gets McDonald's. I guess I just didn't Chick-fil-A. think that he was already not a star, but you're right. He's not in any, he's not in any stuff. He, he's not, he's not a commercial guy right now. Yes, he's not, but he so should be. That's, I, I, I thought about him, but I didn't, uh, anyways, but Luca was going to be my number two. Okay. So you're back to you for three and four. Okay. I'm definitely taking Joker. Okay. And I think we are, I think we are going to make a lot of money. I think that he's got Peyton Manning type vibes in wow. commercials. I think he could be like a really, good bad actor like peyton manning okay here let me just a little pushback i'm not saying he reads as russian but i'm saying for middle america they'll be like why is this big russian guy telling me to get insurance i don't I get trust it. that but okay. you ready for the first sponsorship deal that as his agent that i'm setting up who nicola ricola oh nicola. i love that so much and they're like what's he saying is he saying recall and he's like no i'm nicole i love where are they are been? you kidding me that's incredible tm that put that trademark down <laughs> TM, right TM. now <laughs> All right, and then I will take um, – what's what's the ruling on Joel Embiid? Uh, yeah, 100%. He's in this playoffs. He's, I know, but he's already in some commercials. I, don't, but I, don't, uh, I can't take him. He's in a huge Mountain Dew campaign. He's been in a Mountain he? Dew – Yeah, he's been in a Mountain Dew campaign for, for – The only one I've seen from Mountain Dew is Zach Levine and Charlie Day. Ah, uh, yeah. And not, they're the not – The passion's not there subtle. with – Yeah. <laughs> Zach Levine, I don't think, has the passion for acting. But no. that's where I think Nicola is going to definitely get the passion for acting when he starts seeing the checks come in and, and maybe go into his, some of his brothers. Um, I'm going to take – Man, this is this is this is bad. This is bad. I'm gonna take Zion. He's in the playoffs. He's not still wow. in the playoffs. Wow! But he okay. already has a couple campaigns too. I don't know. This no, is I'll hard. no. Look, I'll allow it just because I forgot he played basketball. You know, and I think <laughs> I he know. forgot he played basketball. So but I don't think he has to. He's so he's such a teddy bear. He's so lovable. Let me ask this question: Ben Simmons can't do a lot of commercials, right? Like he right. can't. That's correct. right. But what did if you he see? Did? He's having another surgery. I did see that. And that so was be out for three or four months. months. Yeah. 
that's not what you want if you're the Nets, I would say. Do you think he but plays next year for the Nets? If he or, really has that surgery, which I'm assuming is not a trick, but don't you think that that kind of validates him not playing if he has to go back under the knife? Like it's it takes some of the it takes some of the the crap off of you know his face of of not um yeah even suiting I'm, up when everybody was like hey he could have suited up maybe he couldn't have maybe there really was a back thing going on like i would a, love the timeline of like what's the issue because yeah. it felt like he just was pissed at the 76ers and then he got traded and then he started practicing and then he got a hernia and that's what happened i don't know i'd love actually i wouldn't love because i just don't care about ben simmons anymore um i'm gonna go so i've got a back-to-back i'm gonna do i'm gonna do jason tatum i feel like jason tatum especially if they get to the finals and he's the face you know he could ascend. You're shaking your head he's vigorously. Already, yeah, I think he's already in some Gatorade ones, but you can still take him. But the acting's not there. Where are the no. fun actors? Like, put the ego aside and do some acting. Do you think these Kyrie, brands are looking LeBron, for actors, though? Like, they're those not are good they're, actors. They're not looking for actors. They're I know, but wouldn't that be more fun? You know what would be fun? Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. <laughs> okay. And like a product? Warby Parker. That would yeah, be it. <laughs> I knew you already had a product in mind, too. I think it'd be hilarious. I think Grayson Allen is so easy to hate. He is absolutely so easy to date. So I don't know if it's a Captain Obvious situation or something like that. I know people will be like, why have you drafted Devin Booker? Devin Booker's not going to get an ad campaign probably yet, even though he should, just because there's still some residue of, I guess it was the Suns in the bubble, that story where they all shared a sex worker. Um, that's not what a brand wants, you know what I mean? So it's just it's just going to take a second for Burger King's like, yep, Devin Booker, <laughs> let's sell some Whoppers. <laughs> Any other value picks like you wanted to make that you didn't get to? Marcus Smart was my last one. Ooh, I, think that, I didn't think I about think him. That, I think that there's an actor in there that could really work out. Um, I could see some Old Spice for Marcus Smart. You know, just like the I like the like the wild look. You know, the vivid look, the hair color, stuff like that. I had Bobby Portis. I don't know why. I just feel like there's something there. I don't know what there's it is yet. There's a look yet. there. There's a look. There's something. You know, I don't know what that would be. Like maybe mattresses. <laughs> Mattresses could be good, you know. <laughs> mattresses. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, he's like supersized mattresses or something, or I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything firm on that, but I just like. I oh, like, good one. Oh my god, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> just like I didn't mean to do the heat one. That's my bad. That's my something bad. Something firm, good. Nice. So you're saying I don't cash out my son's bet? I should. Oh. Stick, I should stick with it. I. I didn't do the same number that you did because you emptied your freaking accounts on it. But I did. I did a five unit play on it. Okay. Why would we? Why would you cash out now? Just have the money back. But then, what am I going to do with it? There's, there's an no, flow. nothing to bet it's, on. It's, it's flowing uphill. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm staying in. Um, okay. Let's do uh, cameo close to the pin. Um, Real quick, I've got some breaking news. Oh, what, what we got? Drive to Survive has been picked up for a fifth and sixth season. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me right yep. now? Yep. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I individually and personally am so excited about this. That's incredible news. I just got also, have, I have my own breaking news. You presented it like it was a gun and a knife, almost like a transformer. It's not. It's like a pistol with a knife. It's a bayonet. It's a pistol bayonet. That's what it is. Okay. So, but it's a, discredit it's a, to you. No. We're, yes. We're talking, we're talking about the Dave Chappelle gun yes. knife. But Don't explain it to people. They can keep it, up. It's they need sling, to keep up. It's a sling blade situation. It doesn't a, look like. I a said sling it's blade. a. What are you talking about? The knife is like tucked into the gun, and I, then you like push something, and then it's flips out what you just and look and, people, and then no yes the it looks like a bayonet situation but no I the said there are some a, wild hand gestures going on right now i'll tell you that it's, it flicks out do you do you know you're doing it, like it's the down f- you're doing it's f- down and then it flicks out 
<laughs> I just that's you just acted like it was like a is that like um I don't know is that like a, gu- a phone charger or is that oh my gosh that's a gun or that's a knife like you just present it like looks a like a gun and then it turns into a gun with a knife on the end that's how else do you want me to describe knife. it you're that's acting like I said it like it was a, a sniper rifle yeah. or like a plasma pistol and then yeah. like oh my gosh it transforms like a transformer into a knife like that's a fidget spinner with those like little rubber things that you can push in and out if you have like anxiety or OCD and actually now that's a knife or a gun but. <laughs> It's not the case. All right. So for uh, this chemical spin in honor of the draft, we are going to uh, Mel Kiper Jr. is not available. So we are now going to do Todd McShay. Um, Todd McShay cameo. Man, this is tricky because originally we we're going to do Mel Kiper. Now we're doing Todd McShay. I'm trying to like, how do I value both? I feel like our number was 150 and 175 with Mel Kiper. I was 150. You were 175. Yeah. But we're having to pivot because Mel is not currently taking cameos. All right. I've okay. got mine. I think I have... Okay, I've got mine. Let me write it down. Okay. All right. Mine's 150. Mine's 101. I've, Todd's got a bigger ego than Mel. You were just explaining it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Because realistically... But see, I don't know what Mel's price is, right? What if Mel's price was a lot lower than we're thinking? You know what I mean? Then, that, then that's how Todd based his? Yeah. One dollar more than Mel's? I do feel like... Do you if you want a real value... And, and quality, come to me, Todd McShay. And a good-looking guy. Look, yeah, I said it. Todd McShay's better looking than Mel Kiper. I don't know what to tell you. He's younger. He's better. But if, if they're both <laughs> active... The uh, I'm sorry. And I tried to spin that earlier. I do, I do need to correct that and clean that up. I tried to... I want to apologize because I tried to spin that like I'm not actually ageist. I do think older people have done like their time and their service. I don't think <laughs> oh that. Gosh, I'm, this is a, that's this my is, fake This out. is making it better? No, I'm trying to be more honest. I don't think they should be politicians, and I don't think they should drive. Not because they've they've served enough, because they're dangerous. Because they are dangerous, that's why. And they shouldn't run so NFL the, teams. So the cleanup is double down, correct? Yeah, double down with honesty, bro. So, with honesty. Okay? So I should leave all of this in? All of it. Okay. 1,000%. All of it. <laughs> um, okay, Todd McShay, you said 150. I said 101. Final answer is wow. Wow. There are... Okay. They're rumors of cheating with you right now because that was dead on 150 on the nose. How's that cheating? I'm saying they're rumors. People are talking about you cheating. Th- don't you don't you think that means Mel had to have been 150 as well? No, I'd imagine that Mel was 100 and then Todd was 150. Okay. And then okay. there was a lot of banter going on. And then and then and then Mel was like, Todd, you're a little boy. I'm out of here. And then he left cameo. <laughs> Be honest, though. Be honest with me right now. When I said Mel Kuyper's price versus Todd McShay's price, you assumed Mel would be a little more expensive. Does that feel fair? That's immediately yeah. what I felt. No, I thought Todd would be more expensive. I just I immediately I think thought I, Mel would. I think I went over on Mel, so that's why mm. I stayed. I thought mm. that I thought Todd would be more expensive because he's more with the generation that's gonna pay for a cameo. Okay. Todd is. Okay. And then Mel's probably gonna just be trying to get some business. So I probably think that if Mel was available, he would have been a hundred and I said one fifty and I immediately wanted one twenty five for Mel. Mm. Mm. But then with Todd, I thought Todd would be more, so I went with one fifty. See, yeah, I think I was looking Stay at all about like the the actual value I think they're worth. And I think for some reason, unconsciously, I think Mel Kuyper's worth a little more than Todd McShay. You know? I mean, yes, for you and I, but I think for the cameo buying community, mm. it's probably the reverse because Todd is more places on podcasts and social and stuff like that. Do you think there's a web? I'm sure there is, but I don't care to look that right at this point. Do you think there's a uh, a site that tracks cameo price fluctuation? <gasps> TM, TM, TM. Would, Let's go with I WordPress.com oh and get this God. going. Let's do that. We're not a sponsor they, of this show, but thank you. WordPress.com is like, hey, show. we did our time with you. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Never again, y'all. That was a disaster. Whatever. Anyway, that I was awesome. 
Um, okay, that's it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers. For you guys, remember, follow the show on Twitter at OU Achievers and on Instagram at Over Under Achievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review or by sharing the show with a friend. As always, I'm Noxie Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad.